Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello my loves. Well, this is a cause for celebration because today is, well, this episode is my hundredth episode. So hang, hang on tight. There's going to be an offer in here somewhere. Um, this podcast started off two years ago on the 1st of April. Yes, the irony is not lost in me. April Fool's Day uh, 2020. Um, when we were going through our first lockdown and um, whilst the world and we were all sort of reeling, um, I was getting the same questions from parents and I wanted to reach out to parents of teenagers to try and support them through, um, well, really sort of through adolescence in lockdown. And by that, I mean when you are um, holed up with your child and well, neither of you had anywhere to go. And I was going to run one series and it wasn't going to last very long. So I don't quite know what happened, but here we are, 100 episodes down. I am indeed going to take a break for a while, but I have enjoyed it. I've loved speaking to all the guests, um, of which there have been many. Um, and I will sort of set up to start later on in the year. I'm not too sure when. I do already have um, a number of episodes in the can, so I can't not um, come back to it. But the point is, is that this is the 100th episode and um, I wanted to thank you. I wanted to say thank you for sort of maybe this is your first time. I don't know, but, you know, sort of thank you for those who, who have listened regularly or irregularly. It doesn't really matter. And I, I hope that um, some of what I have said has been of use. And I know that, well, I, I know it is because um, people are telling me, but also um, I, you know, sort of, I, I'm sure you found a lot of value in what my guests have had to offer as well. Anyway, as a way of a thank you, I want to offer um, some discounts on some of my courses. Um, I have four that I'm discounting for you. Um, the discount code is hundred. Funnily enough, use the word hundred. H u n d r e d. Um, in the um, in the checkout for my Beat Your Anxiety course, for my Breathe Through Your Big Emotions and Anxiety course, for my um, Crack Your Confidence course, and for my um, Self Care: The Art of Putting Yourself course, all online, um, and you will be able to get them at uh, kaigram.com forward slash courses. You're going to get 100 quid off each course. So if you buy all four, you get 400 quid off, which actually isn't bad. So that was just, it's just a way of a thank you to say that, yeah, let's just have a little celebration because I reckon 100 episodes um, sort of rolled out is no sort of mean feat. So thank you to everyone who has supported me in this. And um, without further ado, let's get on with this episode. This episode is entitled What Not to Expect from Your Team. 
and really I think the thing is is that parenting is um it has its ups and downs it it can be hugely rewarding it can be extremely frustrating terribly confusing and rather isolating all rolled up into one and um many many parents I speak to tend to doubt themselves which um I think over the last sort of few episodes you know the over the last sort of few months and years I have supported you with but also I think they tend to doubt their kids which I think if we're not careful we're doing them a disservice so my first point is do not expect the worst um I think we give our teens a bad press I love the teenagers I have worked with hundreds of teenagers some face to face some on zoom calls some in prison some not in prison um and do you know what the majority of the times that i have spent i come away feeling hopeful i come away feeling optimistic and invariably um a bit sort of lighter in heart because the teenagers have a great outlook in life teenagers have a fantastic sense of humor and yet sometimes we expect the worst of them we give them a bad press and we label them we all know that it takes two to tango and so i think it's up to us to realize what part are we playing in the relationship with our teens are we supporting them are we giving them the benefit of the doubt are we trying to sort of bring out the best in them or are we suffocating them are we judging them are we clipping their wings because you know what it's like if someone's breathing down your neck if so, if you feel that someone has sort of made a decision uh, you know uh, about you that's unjust if you feel that sort of you, someone's being un, is unfairly treating you it puts your heckles up doesn't it so have a think and see how you can best support your child and do not expect the worst because when you expect better and when you expect and give them the benefit of the doubt blimey you'll see them flourish secondly do not expect predictability now this is a biggie um they're going through adolescence um as you know clearly because the the house is rattling with her hormones and if you're anything like me to throw your own hormones and perimenopausal or menopausal into the mix and it just it, it can be a powder keg but we all know about how puberty changes the body you know they get sort of taller and lumpier and hairier and all that but puberty also changes the brain humongously now the brain the actual sort of size of it doesn't really change hugely but what does change is the wiring and we are in adolescence basically our our brains are being rewritten um from a childlike brain to an adult brain and what we need to understand is this path ain't a smooth one um it takes a hell of a lot of energy for the brain to be rewired and rewritten and hence that's why you think you've suddenly got this sort of lazy layabout of a child sort of you know hanging around the house um that's all part of it it's biology but the first part to sort of undergo the sort of construction is the amygdala now that's the fight or flight bit the bit that's sort of telling you that there is um a saber-toothed tiger sort of hiding around the corner um this amygdala is 
constantly looking for, as I said, saber-toothed tigers, but sort of surveying the um, the, the environment for threats to safety and, and well-being. Um, this too is, you know, this is why anxiety suddenly gets a bit sort of, you know, um, heightened. Um, our kids' emotions are suddenly sort of all over the place. They're firing, you know, on many, many cylinders. And one minute they're sweetness and light and the next minute they're yelling or bursting into tears or, you know, it's, it's just... It's it, as I as I said, it's a powder keg of of stuff that's going on, and your teen has no idea what the heck is going on. Um, it's worth just explaining to them that this is, you know, their brain is a work in progress, and understanding from your point of view and from you, their point of view that this is totally normal, that this is how it should be, because that's what happens in you know adolescent brains. So they are definitely going to overreact. Um, so not being funny, but if all you're getting is an eye roll, I, I'd be happy with that because, you know, um, it shows that they're sort of containing what's going on. It's when the emotions just sort of start firing and, and skyrocketing. And yes, you might hear slamming of doors. And yes, you might hear yelling. And this is all part and parcel of them trying to work out what the heck's going on in their brain. Now that's the amygdala bit. The, the, the last bit to get um, to, to, to sort of be rewritten is the prefrontal cortex. Yeah, you know, if you know anything about it, you'll be nodding. Oh, God, yeah, I get it. This is the bit that makes the wise decisions. This is the bit that understands conse consequences. So t here, here's the truth bomb. The, adole the adolescent brain doesn't really finish being um, rewired until... So young men, 25, and sort of young women, but sort of 23. So you're in for the long haul here, um, you know. But I think the thing is, is when you start understanding that this is what's going on, when you start understanding that it's not your stroppy teenager being, um, you know, sort of behaving like this intentionally, it helps you to understand that, yes, this is hormones. Yes, this is biology. And this is the way it happens. Now, I'm not saying you should let them off the hook. Um, we need to teach them responsibility. We need to teach them that, yes, actions do have consequences. Um, but I think when we all start understanding what's going on, then that sort of takes the heat off the gas a bit. The trick is here is to give everyone some slack. So um, maybe pick your battles. Um, you don't have to win everything. And just let some stuff go because it's not all life and death um don't expect perfection you can't you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs and i think the thing is is that we need to understand that i think the big thing was is you know is understanding what's going on for our kids that the, there's the hormones and the rewiring of the brain and and a an ever-changing environment, let's face it, that you and I probably never grew up with. We, I'm, I'm not from the digital age. Maybe you're in the same. We've never had a blimmin' pandemic before. Um, it, it's, it's a world that is sometimes very alien to parents, um, and that's, that's the scary thing. Um, and I think what we really need to understand is that we are going to learn this parenting lark by the trip and fall method. And half the time we haven't, you know, I, I feel as though I have no idea. I have no control 
um, over what's going on. And I think that's the thing is, is, is I don't think that we should expect that we are always in control because we're not. Um, I think as soon as we loosen the reins and um, realize that we don't have to be a perfect parent, um, God, it makes life feel so much easier. Um, I, you know, I, I sort of, I remember when my kids were four, I sort of, and I was giving them a bath. I said, I'm really sorry, mummy got this wrong. And, and um, you know, I, I just, I, I didn't do very well today, but it's not because of you. And um, I think the thing is, is that we, we put so many expectations on ourselves. And therefore, if it doesn't go according to plan, we lash out and maybe it's, oh my God, my child didn't hand in the homework in time or oh my god my child's got to sleep at two o'clock in the morning and and therefore they missed the alarm and didn't sort of get up for school or whatever it is and i think if we're not careful if we're not careful we think that our child's behavior is a reflection on us there that's the big thing isn't it we think that our child's behavior is a reflection on us as a parent so truthfully we need to throw perfection out the window so that your child is free to make mistakes and so that you are free to make mistakes because fail is the first attempt in learning and we are learning this merry game of life on a daily basis. I am learning how to play golf again. I am learning how to how to parent two young adults, one who's currently 26 and one who is 28. I am learning how to parent a child with ADHD. And that's only recently just um, come into our, our sort of radar. I am learning how to navigate family life with an aging mother. I am, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that we're all learning. And if we just allow ourselves the grace and therefore our teenagers the grace to be able to screw it up, and not be judged too harshly, and to be loved and supported, that, my friend, is what it's all about, surely. That's what it's all about. Our children are here for a very short time with us, or under the same roof as, uh, as us for a very short time. We should be able to love parenting teenagers especially rather than loathe it and I think rather than trying to control situations let's just let's just look at it in a different way and realize that we are all trying to do the very best we can here and maybe our kids need a bit of judgment uh, a judgment start again maybe our kids need a little bit of guidance and maybe they need a little bit of mentoring i know that they need a bucket of love and whilst you're doling out that love why not why not just peer in the mirror and offer a little bit of that to yourself as well because as i said 
it's it's confusing being a parent. It's hard work sometimes. Not always. It can be hugely rewarding being a parent of a teenager. But when we set expectations too high, I think that sets us up for a jolly big fall. And let's face it, we don't always get it right. And therefore, it's understandable that our children won't get it right either. Do not expect them to be mind readers. Um, you know, <laughs> do, do, do you sort of, can you relate to this? Is that, you know, your child walks into the room and you look at them and they sort of go through, what? And because they can tell just by the look on your face that you're about to say something or that something's up. But the thing is, is they don't know. And also, likewise, they can't, they can't mind read what you're thinking. You can't mind read what they're thinking either. So this is where we need to communicate better. This is where we need to reach out to our kids and find out what's going on in their heads and to understand what they're thinking. And yes, we have our own thoughts. We have our own expectations. but. You know, we need our kids to, you, or we need to verbalise what's going on in our own heads for our kids. And and this is sort of, you know, this goes anything from, um, I, you know, you're expecting them maybe one of their chores is to unload the dishwasher. They might need reminded every so often. That's okay because it's not really high on their list of priorities. But also there are other things like, do you tell them that you love them? And I know I keep on coming back to this one, but we all need to feel we all need to feel loved, understood and respected. And and I don't think it's an excuse to say, oh, sure, they know, because no, they don't. And we we can't, as I've said, we can't mind read. Don't expect people to understand what's going on in your head and don't, and don't under, expect yourself to understand what's going on in someone else's head. Do not make assumptions. Reach out, ask open questions and find out what is happening. Because when we start feeling understood, then that opens up for much better relationships. Let's face it. This is a hard one. Don't accept them, expect them to feel the same way you do. And I mean with their outlook in the world, um, with their emotions, with their goals, with whatever. You know, we are raising, one hopes eventually, young, independent, fully functioning young adults. And they are not. I mean, yes, OK, to begin with, they are going to have the same hold the same values as you because that's what happens. That's, again, biology. For the first seven years, they are, um, our kids are basically like sponges and they are absorbing everything that is in their environment. And one of those things is your outlook on life. And then they go to school and then they start meeting different people and their circle widens a little bit and they start sort of absorbing those different values and expectations. And this is where it gets quite tricky for parents is the fact that we start, oh, dare I say it, letting go of the apron strings. And sometimes our kids' viewpoints or opinions or or whatever, you know, outlook on the world is very different to ours. And it, it we, we, as parents, we find, some of us can find that quite threatening as if to, well, they're questioning my judgment, they're questioning my values, or they're questioning my beliefs. Well, yeah, they are. And that's the way it should be. They are here to 
um, develop their, formulate their own opinions. Um, and that's why some spreading their wings helps there. So I think, you know, it, 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 it might be, you know, you might have always thought, oh, my goodness, I, I, you know, want to sort of have a really successful young child or, you know, child. And I want them to become, I've always wanted, you know, thought that they would be great in medicine. And suddenly they're sort of telling you, well, no, I want to be an artist or I want to, you know, sort of um, become a mechanic or whatever it is. And and we have to realize that actually we can't live vicariously through our kids and their, their goals and their viewpoints are just as valid as yours. And yet it's quite hard letting go of the future that we thought our kids were going to live. Um, and that, you know, that, that can sort of come in all shapes and sizes. Sometimes they really sort of, you know, they, they, they um, shock us in a different way and we say oh I never realized they had it in them if that makes sense so I think the thing is is just creating an environment for our kids to feel nurtured and loved and supported is way more important than them to get you know you expecting them to get the A grades and follow the career path that, that you know you always thought that they would be destined for because well that's not just not fair is it don't expect your child to understand their own feelings. It's back to the amygdala. Um, it's hard. I mean, come on, it, the majority of people listening to this are mums. So you know what um, you know what hormones are like. You know what um, what it's like, you know, sort of gosh, some of some of us have um a hormone surge every blooming month that sort of turns us into the Jekyll and Hyde. Some of us are have have experienced or are experiencing the sort of perimenopause and, and menopause. So we've all been teenagers. So we need to remember what it's like to suddenly, um, you know, sort of feel out of control of our feelings. And, and that's what our kids are going through. And so trying to sit them down and go, tell me what's going on. Tell me, you know, I, I need to understand. Yes, it's all it's all well and good. I hear you. Love understood and respected and all that. But all too often, our kids don't understand what's going on in their head. They are trying to make sense of it themselves. They 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 might even, you know, if they're lucky enough to sort of understand a bit of what's going on, even trying to verbalize it might be the struggle. And so I think the thing is, is that the trick here is to just have your silent reassurance, if necessary, or just your constant reassurance, your constant presence that whatever is going on in this roller coaster um, existence of theirs, that you are their constant, that you are their one sort of yeah the 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 one place of certainty that they can turn to um because it's actually quite scary when you wake up and you're hit with anxiety or you are suddenly hit with a surge of anger or grief or whatever it is whatever it is it, it's it, it's different from one day to the next but like it can be different from one hour to the next but I think the thing is, is that do not expect your child to be able to articulate, but, you know, sort of um, articulate what is actually going on in their head, because the majority of time they won't have a blimmin' clue. 
do not expect your child to bend to your way of thinking, to always adhere to your rules, your boundaries, whatever, because it's their job to kick the tires. It's their job to work out what they stand for. It's their job to question authority. They're not questioning you. They're not questioning you. They are questioning the decisions and the authority and the rules. Rightly so, because they are turning into independent young adults. So you're not actually, if you're going to try and change your kid into a mini me or into something that's better than me or something that's different from or whatever, whichever you are, you're not going to get very far. I think the thing is, I've always said E plus R equals O. And if you followed me, you should know what this button, you know, it should be rolling off your tongue. E plus R equals O. The event, this is whatever's going on in front of you. It could be that they've just nicked a bottle of gin out the drinks cabinet. It could be that they've been asked to head up the hockey team. It could be that their phone usage is driving you to distraction or that they want to go on a school trip or that they you've just found them drunk in a corner somewhere, you know, sort of having been dropped off at the doorstep. It doesn't really matter what it is, but that is the event that is going on. Now, the big thing here is your are the response to that event because how you respond to that event gives the O, which is the outcome. So if you're getting, let's say, same shit, different day, then you need to change your outcome. You need to, if you're getting the same stuff going on and on and on and it's driving you to distraction, then you need to change your response to what is going on. So that is worth bearing in mind. You're not going to be able to change them you can it is so much easier to change ourselves rather than to change someone else um how we respond gives the outcome and that in itself then is the example to our kids for future reference so for example if you are wanting them to sort of change their phone usage because you think that they're on the phone the whole time your response to that needs to change. And rather than sit there and nag them and tell them what to do, I would ask, you know, sort of suggest that you open up discussions with them and, and help them um, come to sort of various conclusions themselves. Maybe they need educated a bit more. Maybe they need some slack. Maybe you need to understand that, you know, sort of why they need to sit on their phone the whole time. It's, it's, a, it's a gambit of lots and lots of different things. But how you respond and by giving someone slack and by sort of giving, um, not just a compromise, but a collaboration. That's when you start getting cooperation. So E plus R equals O. You're not going to change your child. They are not going to bend to your will. They're no longer malleable little sort of tots that they are sort of turning into strong, independent young adults. And so I, is, it, is it manipulating? I don't think so. I think what it is, is sort of working out how best to communicate and react together and, and work together as a team. And that way, then you can both get the results that you're looking for. And that turns into a win-win, which turns into a much easier situation for all concerned. So there you have it. <sighs> Lots of things not to expect. Don't expect the worst. Don't expect things to be predictable. Don't expect, well, don't expect to be a perfect parent. Don't expect any of your, them, any of you or your children to be mind readers. Don't expect them to think the same way as you do, even though it can be rather soul-destroying when that happens. Don't expect them to understand their own emotions. 
and don't expect them to bend to your way of thinking or your will because we as i keep saying are creating wonderful independent young people and we need to equip them to go out into this unpredictable world of ours with the best skills that they've got and yeah it all starts with us and we're not going to get it right and that's okay um i think as long as we come from a place of understanding that we are all you me our kids are doing the very best we can with the resources that we've got at the time and as maya angelou says keep you know when you know better you will do better and this is a roller coaster this is um an education for all of us learning how to parent and learning i think the thing is is that i keep saying we never we never can rest on our laurels because no sooner do we think we've got the terrible two sorted that sort of something else happens and no sooner do we sort of think that we've got um the teenagers sorted yeah never um you know different things sort of come out of the woodwork we just need to be flexible we need to be loving and we need to be understanding of our children and of ourselves um and with that i am sending you much much love don't forget um kygram.com forward slash courses when and you enter 100 the word 100 um in the coupon code as a way of thank you you'll get 100 quid off each course hurrah um and that should keep you going for a while any questions give me a shout i'm on instagram i'm on facebook i am at kygram.com um or kai at kygram yep you know you, you you'll find me um I'm sending you much love. I'm just taking a break from podcasting for the while. We've done 100 episodes and I just need to come up for air. Um, but I'm not going away. So if, you, if there's anything you need, please reach out. And in the meantime, I'm sending you much, much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you find this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. <laughs> because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.